Welcome to this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd. Today we have with us Kelly Holt from the Keller Public Library. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks Thanks. so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming along. So, uh, public libraries, I'm... Those are still a thing. Somebody told me they're actually... Oh, wait, hang on. Public libraries. They're still... Do we have to whisper? (laughs) Do we we have to whisper because we're talking about libraries? Or can we talk in a normal tone of voice? Well, I'm not sure. Uh, Actually, our first question, Kelly, which is a bit unusual. I'm sure you've never been asked this before. But a lot of our guests who come into the studio who we interview normally bring us free stuff. So I wanted to know, did you steal us any free books? I did not. Because you didn't. Because I've noticed you didn't bring in any food. So um, but, I just kind of. <laughs> but everything at the library is always free, so you can drop by anytime. Well, for, That's how I'm going to get you in the door. Well, for a short, for a short period of time, I can't keep the book forever, can I? Otherwise, I'll get fined. Well, not at my library. We are a fine-free library. Fine-free library. So I remember that old Seinfeld episode when uh, Jerry and George they were trying to return a book or whatever. And I guess Jerry had to write this check for like several thousand dollars because he forgot to return a book. And, you know, there, there's yeah. always those jokes about that. So now libraries are fine free. So you basically, you put Blockbuster out of business is what you're telling me, right? <laughs> well, a lot of libraries have gone fine free. It, it sort of started um, with just children's cards and children's materials. Okay. Um, libraries didn't want to set up a lot of barriers uh, between kids and reading. So a lot of libraries started to try out a fine-free policy where as long as you bring the book back and we get the book back, then we don't charge you a fee. So so do you have a library police whenever, you know, the book doesn't return and you, you've got somebody that goes out there and tries to find that book that never got returned? We just send a stern email. Oh, a stern oh. email. So what percentage of books do you not get back with this new kind of fine-free policy? We actually don't see any change in the number of books that aren't. uh, Because if you bring back, then you get to borrow more. If you don't bring back the first thing, then you're stuck with it and you never get anything else. You get get on the library blacklist. Well, some people only like two or three books. I'd imagine they'd get those ones out and you'd never see them again. I think I've only read two or three books in my life. (laughs) And you you wrote all three of them. Yeah. Well, I didn't read those (laughs) books. Those books were terrible. Now, the one question I did want to ask about that. So if somebody comes in and they want a copy of a book, which your library does have, but somebody else has it out because you've now got this no fine policy and they say, oh, when's it going to come back in? You just kind of be like, I don't know, maybe, maybe sometime. I don't know, maybe not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, our library and a lot of public libraries um, are part of a consortium. So we never really just have one copy of a book. So there are always a few copies floating around. And even if our share libraries don't have them, we can pretty much order a book from any library in the country through the interlibrary loan program and then they send it over through the mail and then we get them the book oh, that wow. way. Okay. okay. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. libraries borrowing from other libraries. Ah, and so if you don't return a book to another library, does that other library find you? They find this library. Oh, yes, they oh do. so there's where but the money's willi- being made. We're willing to take the risk. So so we need to get in the library business and loan books to libraries and then say that they never return the book and just charge them money. Is this before or after we go to India and start 
filming Bollywood movies. They're both. They both seem hard. They, they both seem very hard. To Neither do. seems very lucrative no. either. Uh. So, <laughs> I'm not sure about your plan. Okay. Now, obviously, you're from Texas. I can tell that from the accent. But also, also because the shepherd told me you two used to go to high school together. We did. did and, and even junior high? Junior high. I think oh, even wow. before that. I actually think, yeah, maybe. I think maybe Bear, middle school, Bear Creek Intermediate. Bear Creek? I think that's but when we first met. what was your elementary school? Well, I bounced around yeah. everywhere. Uh, when I finally went to public school, uh, after I got out of the reform institutes and everything <laughs> that my parents put me in, I spent a year at Florence and then a year at, uh, what was the... So fifth grade would be the first time. Yeah, yeah. fifth grade. I, I can't remember where I went to fourth grade, but I remember as a brand new elementary school. Was it school. Heritage? Yeah, Heritage. Oh, that's, that, yeah, so that's where oh, maybe, I was. Oh, maybe that is where we met then, was was Heritage. Did you have yeah. Mr. Shaw? I did. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's what that, oh, we so that, that class okay. together. Yeah, All right. that's where well, I that, That's where it was then. So, wow. We were we've, reading together. Yeah, we've known each other that long. Apparently, you did much better in reading than I did, because you're, <laughs> you're in the book industry, and I'm not even quite sure I know how to read, so... There you go. That is true. That's why I have all the notes. That's right. (laughs) And well, and it has nothing to do with your horrible penmanship that Mm. I can't read because you write with the incorrect hand. Well, this this is the hand most frequently used by geniuses. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In your own little world, right? Mm. Okay. What's your source on that? uh, The internet. (laughs) (laughs) Because everything on the internet is true. Right. Well, so we don't need libraries, right? <laughs> so what? So what did you do? Oh, oh we're we're getting there, <laughs> yeah, Kelly. Yeah. Don't jump ahead. I know don't you're going to try ahead. to get there. I'm, I'm not going there. to let you get <laughs> there, though. So, oh, we're looking forward to that part. So what did you do before? Have you always been like straight out of college? Do you go to a library? I actually started working at a library while I was in college. When I was 18, um, I, I started working at a library just as a clerk and a shel- I shelved books. I checked people out. Um, I did. I did spend some time teaching as well, and those have been my two sort of career paths. Right, because I, I, I did actually have a question written down: Are you going to do this for the rest of your life? And at that point, when I wrote that question, I didn't know how old you were. So if you'd have been like ninety, that would have been one of the worst questions I've ever <laughs> that asked. That would have in been room. yeah, not a great question. <laughs> or if she'd have been like eighteen, you know, and yeah. then she said. Well, yes, what's wrong with that? Then it would have been very uncomfortable. It reminds me, actually, um, a Ricky Gervais sketch on his stand-up. Um, he actually went into a um, store and was going to buy a newspaper, and the front um, page article was about this 90-year-old woman who had been slashed across the face by a um, robber. And the woman behind the counter um, said... Oh, 90 years old, scarred for life. And Ricky Jay said his friend who was with him was like, well, not really scarred for life, is she? She's 90. <laughs> and Ricky Gervais yeah. goes, I-, I don't know why he said that. And what, w- what reaction was he going to expect from the stalker? Oh, yeah, stuffer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, terrible. Hmm. Now, do you read many books yourself? I read as many as I can squeeze in, yes. But, I also uh, listen to books. Okay, so you're oh. like a, an Audible fan? or, or? Uh, No, a library. I, I get my audiobooks from the library. Oh, uh, 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 what, oh. On cassette? They're free. Cassette? On cassette. <laughs> reel to reel? No, reel to reel, yeah. My preferred format is the portable MP3. 
So it's a self-contained audiobook. The device is the item, and you just plug your own um, earphones in them and um, power them with a battery, and um, they're about as big as like an iPod. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so you actually go in, and, and one book is on one of these on little device. devices, and you check that out, and then when you're done listening, you return that and can right. grab another one. Right. And I also use our um, digital platform to download audiobooks that I could listen to uh, on my phone. And, and these are, are books, by the way, that, you know, are current books. It's right. not like the, uh, I know uh, LibriVox is a popular website for anything that's in the public domain. And a lot of people, you know, volunteer to read these books and everything. Like I've listened to some of the ancient philosophers and things like that, like Plato and stuff like that. You can get those for free, but you're talking about Brand you know, new, mo modern stuff that's on there. High demand titles, absolutely. But, so the library pays for those. Wow. And um, you borrow them uh, digitally okay. on. Um, there are there are different platforms. Uh, we use two platforms. One's called Hoopla, which has downloadable ebooks, audiobooks, comic books, music, and movies and TV. Wow. And then Overdrive has ebooks and audiobooks. So and, and you have to be a member of the library, I'm guessing. Correct. To, at you least it, for that portion to be able to download these. Yes, that is tied to your library card, and you type in your library card number, and um, you borrow the books for 21 days, and then they return themselves, so they're never uh, late. They mm. just sort of disappear from your device after the due date. But if it's digital and you're lazy like uh, the wolf and I were lazy. So we get a book that's say, I don't know, 20 pages. We have 21 days to read it. And then 21 days later, we read one page. We can still go and recheck that book out and if read, no, an, read another page in the next 21 if days. If no one is waiting for it. If so even, someone even is if waiting for it. But if it's a digital item, you, yes. you can't just check out it. Um, Unfortunately, no. The way that they're purchased, uh, the lending model only allows for a certain number of listeners at one time. And it, it also caps the, the number of listens before you have to pay again. Oh, yeah. okay. So we look at things like how much we're paying per listen. Gotcha. Um, which is, it, it varies on, you know, how in demand the title is. Can be anywhere from like sixty cents a listen that we pay to, you know, maybe at the most a dollar fifty or two dollars. Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I was afraid to ask about ebooks because I thought you might think it was like a dirty word or something. Oh no, uh, we, we love ebooks. Oh, cool. <laughs> now, um, did so the ones do you have in the library? Do they have um, if somebody, I don't know, borrows uh, ebook as such? Do they have the DRM kind of copyright on that so you can? You can only read it for like 20 days and then it... Like, yes. So the the borrowing, it depends on the publisher, yeah. um, whatever contract the platform, which is Overdrive, has with the publisher dictates right. how many listens yeah. are attached yeah, to the book I, and the lending period. Yeah. I actually wrote a program about three months ago, which rips the DRM off of those. Uh, really? Yeah. Wow. Friend, Eric. All right, I'm uh, not wanted, listening. Uh, wanted, <laughs> wanted to ask if I could get hold of a few this books. This is unethical. A few books which had just been released, and I said, yeah, yeah we, but they've got a we, countdown, so I just wrote, wrote a couple. Yeah, we, 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 we weren't going to talk about things like that. Yeah. Is it, should we not tell her about uh, 
that we've been illegally downloading MP3s since 1997 <laughs> either. Or, but. On Napster. <laughs> yeah, we did start off on Napster. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I will read ebooks. I have a whole collection of um, apps on my phone and I will actually read ebooks. It's been a while since I've read a physical mm-hmm. book other than with my son. Right. Um, and it's, you know, I do like books. I mean, if somebody was going to give me a book for Christmas, I'd definitely prefer you know, a physical book, then somebody just send me an email saying, hey, I've bought this book, this link. Because that's pointless, because like I said, I can download those myself anyway. Right. But so, but I can't download a physical book. In, in, in theory. So in, in theory. theory. Oh. Not yet. Yeah, Not to yeah. get that 3D this, printer This is working. all theoretical. When we, that 3D we printer never, works? Yeah, yeah. We, we've we never done it. We have a 3D printer too. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yes, we do. Can anyone come in and use it? Not anyone, but oh. you can sign up for one of our well. classes that will tell you how to use it. Oh, I know how to use it. I wanted to know if I could come in and use it. I've got some stuff I need to print. Not right now. Anonymously. Anonymously. <laughs> <laughs> right, right after you pretend to download all this stuff you're yeah, not supposed to. Right, but yeah, going yeah. back to what you were saying about yeah. um, ebooks, and, mm. and we found that a lot of our users tell us the same thing. Like um, physical books are much more popular for children, yeah. and and that is actually the majority of our collection is for children um, at our public library, but. Um, a lot of our users tell us that they like the ebooks for when they're traveling because mm. they're light and they don't have to, you know, they're highly portable. They weigh sure. nothing. They what? They weigh nothing. Yeah. That's correct. They are light. <laughs> well, it, and it, well, the device <laughs> that they read them on is light. Sure. It, it, it kind of reminds me of one thing I wanted to ask you. I, I was trying to figure out in my mind, you know, and I know we're going to get into this, but, you know, why do we still have public libraries and, and it's, it's difficult for somebody my age to think about it. And one thing that I keep leaning towards as well, for the, say, under 13 and over 75 crowd, a public library makes sense. Oh. So it, 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 as you sit there, and as ignorant as I am on this, yeah, you know, you've got events for kids, and then you've got cheap old people like my father and my father-in-law that want to go to the library and check out a book rather than, you know, trying to listen to it through Audible or something like that, which now we learned we can actually do that at the public library, which I didn't know. So, so, so we're learning something like every 45 seconds here, which is, you know, mm. more than I've learned in the last 10 years. Just ask a librarian. Yeah, absolutely. But other than, you know, the the Audibles that, that you can get or whatever... If you if you ran into somebody like me that you know I I don't really read books I it's hard for me to even listen to a book what else can I get out of the public like oh look at I you look at you so already look at you already pointing that, that at are me for you yeah yeah okay so um, I think that's something that is a misconception in a lot of. Um, communities mm-hmm. is that the library is a place for books right and the library has so much more than books okay so for example I think something that's pretty interesting that's happening right now in libraries is that as we have um, information re- readily available and easy to access for a lot of people over the internet the library is not really a place that people need to go to research anymore sure and because it's easy to get books online it may not be a place where people go to borrow books but there are still a lot of other things that the library is offering because 
number one, we have more shelf space, right? We don't need as many reference books. So one really, I think, fascinating thing that libraries are doing is they're offering um, libraries of things. So you can check out a guitar and learn mm. how to play the guitar before you invest wow. in this All for right. your child. Like mm. you don't know if they're really going to like it, so you go check one out. And if they're into it, great, then you can invest in the guitar. If they're not, oh, we have keyboards as well. Um, you can check out coding kits where kids can learn how to program with um, things like Arduino and Johnny Five and Raspberry Pi. Um, and you don't have to invest in those yourself. We offer jigsaw puzzles. We have board games, which you can kind of try out and see if they're really fun for your family before you right. pay $40 to have that board game. We have learning kits for kids that include educational toys. We can, You could check out typewriters. You could check out date night kits that have a set of supplies and a bag. Date that's like, that. Yeah. yeah. But, and now, hang on. Before we get to that, notice how she snuck in typewriters. Yes, you can You can get it. You, not you at know, our library. You know, uh, it, you're, you're hearing all these great things about <laughs> yeah. the library and how yeah. it's modern. It's like, and it's yeah. like, but it's like, you can check out a typewriter. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen a typewriter in 30 years. I have a pink typewriter in my office. And <laughs> I will tell you, kids find typewriters absolutely fascinating. And they can learn a lot about mechanics from a sure. typewriter. Oh. My daughter was amazed that I could type a letter even if the electricity went out. I would oh, still oh, so, be able to type yeah, a letter. So you're talking about the old school typewriter. typewriter. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. They don't even make those anymore. Yeah. So what do kids think when they first see a typewriter? Because all I can think of is like, that. remember that sign in Zoolander when they say the files are in the computer and they end up just like banging on it? Right. Like chimpanzees because they can't <laughs> figure out well, how to my get Well, my daughter said, computer. where's the cord? Where right. does it plug in? I said, yeah. oh, it doesn't plug in. It's yep. just a machine. And, and yeah. she was fascinated. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, my boy found a VHS tape and brought it to me. And he said, where do I plug the headphones in to listen to this? <laughs> so it, I, I totally get that. It, yeah. You know, they, they, they all have that. that. That's the way they all look at all that old yeah. ancient technology that we had that we all thought was modern. Well, the library really is a place that, or, that collects and organizes information. Right. And information is coming to us in so many different forms besides books. So we're collecting and organizing information in all formats. Hmm. Now, do you have any like uh, hilariously funny stories uh, you must have from having worked in the library for that long? There must be something kind of... Uh... Um, there, uh, we found lots of strange things in the book drop. Okay. I, I do. Mm, <laughs> I'll sort of leave that to your imagination. Okay. Mm. Um, I'm gonna guess books. Yeah, <laughs> they found books there. Found books. Somebody was yeah. actually checking out books from the library and left them. Actually, in the book yeah. Well, we have. Let's see. At our library, we have about seventy-five thousand books. Wow. And about ten thousand video recordings. Okay. DVD oh. format and Blu-ray format, and about 6,500 audiobook formats. And those are several different formats. We have books on CD, though we no longer actively collect that because that form is becoming obsolete. Right. And then we have the portable MP3s that I mentioned earlier as well. And, uh, and then we have about 1,000 
other things. And those would be like the kits I was talking about, the games, the puzzles. We have microscopes. I mean, oh, wow. oh, we have a seed library. So if you're wanting to start a garden, you can come get some free seeds from the library. And then you How grow. do you return the uh, seeds? Uh, you grow the plant and then you collect the seeds and then you donate those. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's and it's, clever. it's good for like local biodiversity and it's economical. Right. So, so we have those things for you at the library. But we also have, I noticed that you like beer. I've never drank a beer in my entire life. <laughs> well, um, this is fake news. <laughs> this is fake news. I have never drank a beer in my entire life. Well, I'm just waiting. Excuse to me to while I drink. Can, to hear how you can borrow beer. Yes. That returned, you can oh, be oh bad well, no. It, <laughs> if she explains to us right now where we can somehow borrow beer from the library, we're going to go ahead and shut the podcast down and we're going to break <laughs> in the library <laughs> right now. And then follow that with, I want to know what's in the date night kit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not beer <laughs> but um oh i think they're missing out yeah, missing out. <laughs> yeah see you cannot yeah. borrow beer but we have had several um programs that kind of celebrate local uh breweries so we've had like a pub trivia night that we host at a local brewery we've also had an adult sip and spell like an adult spelling bee with beer um where we compete you know you mean like a drinking game well, it's a spelling bee. <laughs> that that yeah. sounds like the politically yeah. correct way well, of describing because a I know, drinking Because I know game. the shepherd and I were playing a drinking game. The first question would be, shepherd, how do you spell dog? And you'd be like, BMK, give me my, give me my beer. <laughs> and we also had Shakespeare in the park oh, where, yeah. we, where we had Shakespeare trivia out, like, out in the park area and um, with beer. Cool. Okay. No, so, I, I like that. Now... I, I know you're curious about this date night kit, yeah, but I uh, you know what? I, I'll let you have this one, but Should've... I get the, I get the next question right. because I'm afraid I'm going to forget about it because of all this not beer that I'm drinking. Right. Well, well, it's a mistake I think not putting beer in the date night kit because I do of, too because some of the best dates I've been on weren't dates until beer entered the equation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we, I, we I might be we... able to, we might be able to teach the librarian something <laughs> yeah, here. She's yeah. taught us all this yeah. stuff, well, and, we and if if she yeah. can walk away with one thing, yeah. put some beer in the date night kit. Yeah, we do have um, some legal limitations. Um, but we do have a, a, so the date night kits are little vinyl bags and then they have a set of sort of themed supplies that facilitate a date night. So one is called the perfect picnic and it's a picnic basket. A first date night or is this kind of like a been married for know. 20 years date yeah. night? Uh, we have those a kits wide gonna... variety. <laughs> this could go south yeah. in a hurry, because Kelly. 20, we got to be careful 20, here. 20 year date night kits. This can have a bottle of vodka in there. And <laughs> yeah. No, you cannot get any of those things at the library. <laughs> Disclaimer, that is not available. Um, but it, it has like a picnic basket. It comes in a picnic basket. And then it has like a wine opener and a little Bluetooth speaker. So you okay. can like put your phone to wow. it and then like play romantic music. And then it has like a picnic recipe book. So you can pick up, you know, the supplies to make the perfect picnic. And then it has like some little conversation cards and things like puzzles and games. So they're all different themed. We have like a... Uh, we have there's the picnic one, and we have the perfect pairing that's like a wine and cheese one, and we have like a French one, and then classic movie night one. Hmm. All kinds of you know 
different things. No. It's just like for the lazy guy who wants to, which you know, is pretty much every guy. Plan, yeah. We it's like we plan yeah. the date for you, and then you just have yeah. to. So actually, if I was single, this would work out perfect for me because I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. cheap and I'm lazy. Well, you could take so your could... wife on a date with this kit, right? But, but. I get it free from the library. Right. So this yeah. this is right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. You right. know, I, I I'm loving this. Well, I don't think cheese and wine comes in the back. I think no. you actually have to buy that. It's got a card in there which it's says just... go and buy some cheese and wine. You're cheap. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. It's the information. <laughs> we give you the information. No. We can't do the date for you. Right, though. okay. So so here's my next question. Yes. Do public libraries still use the Dewey Decimal mm. System? Some do. Mine does not. Oh, I hate the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. I well, don't know who Dewey is. I don't know who he is, but I, his I wanna... name is Melville Dewey. Yeah, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, I I, I don't like that. Even if I, we have to dig him up and. Catch I, him I up. hated having to learn that, and I mean, it, you and I went to school together. We had to learn the yes. Dewey Decimal System. We had the card catalogs, and you pull the little drawers out, and you have to find this goofy way to find a book. It's That's like a, actually like a librarian drinking game. Oh, so like you, oh, you oh, I didn't subject. know about this. Te tell us about the librarian drinking game. So you tell me a subject and then I have to give you the Dewey number for that subject. Oh. And if I can't do it, then I have to Now, drink. do you know them off by heart? I know uh, many of them, but we haven't used the Dewey system at my library, and I'm not really in cataloging anymore, but I mean, I may be a little rusty, but I could probably mm. give you a general idea mm. if you wanted to. Automotive mechanics. 629.1. Uh, psychosocial kinesiology. I don't know that uh, one. Oh, you got a drink. Uh, it would be yeah. in the 100s, <laughs> like the yeah. 150s. Yeah. Uh, that's, as, that's as precise as I can get on that one. I'm simulation sorry. theory. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'll drink my coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so pretty much, you want to play this game with me, right, and not yeah, him. Yeah. <laughs> now, as we would, t well, as well. You would, so, but well. we don't use Dewey. We use words now. So okay. So, the, how's on that the label, work? On the label, it says <laughs> science, technology, computers. Well, yeah, but so okay. So, if you think about it, you know, traditionally, I'm going into the library. I said, okay. I'm old school. I want to go in the library. I want to go find a book. I'm guessing I don't go to a card catalog anymore. I'm probably going to a computer terminal. Or to the friendly librarian. Or the, the friendly librarian. Desk. But but let's pre let's pretend for a minute that you know I'm an introvert and I don't want to talk to anybody. I go up to this computer terminal. Mm -hmm. I search the book that I want. Mm -hmm. And of course, in the old Dewey Decimal System, it's like oh, it's this, and then you start mm -hmm. finding the shelves. How do you find a book now? Well, it'll say call number, and then it will say science, technology, computers. So you look for the wall sign that says science, and then the um, shelf edge sign that says computers, and then the individual shelf, that, or technology, and then the individual shelf that says computers. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's just hmm. it's just a words instead of numbers. But but there is still libraries oh, that sure. uses the Dewey Decimal yes, System. Yes, and I would like to say that some library collections are so large that uh, the level of precision that something like Dewey or Library of Congress would provide is much more appropriate for a collection yeah. that large. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but we're, we're a smaller library, so gotcha. it's more like a bookstore. So do most, do most school libraries, do they adopt the same way you're doing it? Or are they I, still I going really, the whole Dewey route? I'm sorry, I can't say. Um, okay. I don't, I, I'm not oh, a school library. It's a secret or you don't know? No, I just don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of those Bilderberg, uh, the you know, kind of meetings they us. have yeah. that they say, "Hey, we don't, yeah. we don't want to let the general public know how we organize books." Yeah, this that, is why that, they won't let us into the book collection at the Vatican. <laughs> oh, I never thought about it that mm. way. Yeah, because we've applied like three times. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't let it. you in either. All under yeah. different names as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, the names we used were, were Arch- probably dead giveaways. Arch- yeah, Arch- yeah, a little bit. Archbishop O'Reilly. Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> well, you mentioned quizzes earlier, and I did oh, put no. together a quiz for you. Okay. Normally, oh. I ask the shepherd the questions. That is true. But thank, thank goodness <laughs> you are not asking me any of these questions. Well, no. I, I'm I just ask like to say I, I was not told oh. that there would be a test. Oh, I, oh. I'm never told. Either, okay. but he always asks me questions, well, and, and I think I'm one for uh, 145 now. None. So none. Oh, I'm zero for zero 145. Yeah, All right. That, well, that lay it on right. me. Yeah. Well, I, you, you are going to yeah. outdo me on this, Kelly. I, I can guarantee you. Well, that. actually, I'm going to ask the shepherd the question first because there's no chance it's going to get them right. Then I'm going to ask you because otherwise okay. it's going to ruin the fun if you know all the answers and then he okay. just copies. So and, someone needs to look right, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and so this is typically how this goes. Right. So okay. here we go. Okay. Question number one to the shepherd. False. What is the oldest known library in the world? The Library of Alexandria. No. <laughs> I disagree. I don't <laughs> believe you. When do you think the Library of Alexandria? I don't know. Well, ask her now. Well, no, I'm asking you first. No, Because no. it's the incorrect answer anyway, so you might as well have a rough guess that is also wrong. I don't know. Maybe some old Jewish library, but I thought it was the Library of Alexandria. But yeah, That's what but, I thought as well. Uh, 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 oh, oh, now all of a sudden we had the same answer, but, right. but, but I write you the make questions. me look stupid. Well, I yeah. write the questions. Okay, well, let's ask Kelly. Well, um, I think that it kind of depends on what your definition of a library is or, or what source you're consulting. I probably would have said Alexandria mm. as well. Well, apparently, according to the first result I got back from the internet, and I uh, didn't look any further, so this might be absolute bull, is the library of Ashurbanipal, located in Nineveh in modern-day Iraq. And it's been there since 7 BC. Wow. But it might be the one which still, maybe this still exists, whereas the one, one in Alexandra doesn't. Well, once right. again, we'll just chalk that up to our wonderful research team, yeah. which is you when yeah. you're half tired. I had eight minutes. You yeah. should hire a librarian. Yeah. Actually, we should. Yeah. But we can't afford that because <laughs> we spend all our money on beer. Yeah. And plus, we're saving up for an Xbox Series X, so... Yeah, but yeah. only uh, used. Well, you know, used. most most public libraries do have email and phone reference, and you could just email them these questions, and they'd email mm. you back the answer. Yeah, but we're not. Okay. We don't really care just about gonna it. Just going to throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> right, Shepard, what is the country with the most libraries, and how many exactly are there in that country? Oh, I, God. You know I hate you. Uh, I'm going to go with Italy. No. <laughs> there's, see there's, see how much four, he loves got, me. I've got four four countries down here, all with figures. And if you came up with any of these countries, I'd give you half a point. 
Oh, okay. So Italy's not even in no, one of those? Uh, uh, okay. Uh, it, it, so since there's four countries, I get four guesses. So no, so Italy, I missed. I'm going to go with England. No. Uh, well, that figures because you're illiterate. Uh, I'm going to go with the United States. Yep. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. what I would have guessed. Yeah, that makes sense. And so my fourth guess would be India. Good guess. Ah, so, okay. Guess? Okay, guess? so so now I, I helped you because yes. I gave you India and the United States. So I, you got to guess the other my, two. Those were in my choices as well. I think Italy is too small of a country to have many. Ah, but there's a lot of population in India. No, Italy. Oh, Italy. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm um, stupid. I was, going to, <laughs> I was going to guess China. Yes. And Russia. Yes, exactly yes. right. So in India, there are 30,000 libraries. In Russia, 46,000. China, 51,000. But in the United States, there are 117,000 institutions and, and Texas has yeah. more libraries of course than any other state as well oh. well that's because Texas is the greatest state in the Union <laughs> but I did I did read something earlier that Carnegie actually started a lot of the first public libraries. Andrew Carnegie yes, yes. he had a program of um, sort of like grant matching. He pledged large sums of monies to public libraries, but he made municipalities match the contribution ah. so that the communities themselves were invested in the public library. So, you know, yes, we do owe a great debt to Andrew Carnegie for his public library mm -hmm. support. Yeah. All right, question number three, okay. Shepard. How many books are there in the Library of Congress? More than nine more than nine million or more just more than nine more than nine All right. no uh I'm, I'm gonna say gosh library of congress uh man 15 million books no no okay i really don't have any ideas really? so I'm oh going you've got to guess, guess then. so <laughs> i'm going to guess it's like the price is right but with nothing to win no. <laughs> i'm going to guess Two million. 170 million. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of See, books. No, sucked at that one. Yeah. And and Kelly earlier said there's this different deal other than the Dewey Decimal System. And it's mm. probably the because they have like 170 yeah. million books because we all... Yes, and that, that classification system is very complex. I uh, don't really even understand mm. it. <laughs> Okay, Shepard, what uh, is the best-selling book of all time? This should be an easy one. The Holy Bible. Yes, and do you know how many copies have been sold since it first hit the printing press? More than nine. Yep. Uh, yeah. Wow. Are, are we talking about, like, Gutenberg time when, you know, that was the first okay, book so that it was he... Since it was first printed, it, yeah. So, so, what, that was 1440, right, when Gutenberg invented the printing press? So, we're talking about 1440... On from that, how many copies of the Bible? Yeah, you're stolen. <sighs> well, well many... that's a huge number. It, is, uh, it yeah. must be. But you know what? I wonder. I wonder if it's more than the number of Big Macs that have been sold. Oh, mm -hmm. oh! Look at the curveball in the library. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at you reaching over for your phone now. Well, I still need your guess first. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. It's going to take really me a while. I really am looking forward to oh, finding out no, which I, is bigger. No, th th that's that's a great. 
correlation. I, I'm going to say number of copies of the Holy Bible that have been sold since 1440 or printed. You didn't say sold. You said printed. Uh, so One billion. One billion. It must be more than no, that. No, Kelly, go on. I would say up 100 billion. Do you know how many people there are in the world? Six billion. <laughs> you, what, you think they all have like but, 18 copies each? But since 1440... <laughs> well, let's be honest. I mean, I've, I've probably got six or seven Bibles yeah, at my house. But, but there are only about 600 people in 1440. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. No, five billion have been sold. Five billion. Five billion. How many Big Macs? 550 million. Oh. Okay, so the Bible oh, no, wait, is wait, But good correlation. Good correlation. That's each year. Oh, each oh. year. So uh, Big Macs Uh-oh. win. Uh-oh. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't care. Yeah. It doesn't say. I, I'll, I'll uh, figure it out. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll find it. it. I'm, now I'm going to put you on the spot. Because... How many let's, more questions? Let, are let, there? But but let's There's one be, more question. Okay, let's but fail at this one. Right, but time. but let's be honest. That was a softball question. Yeah. What's the second most book? Because because the the number one, it, it's obvious it's the Bible. What's the second most book? Kelly. I mean, <laughs> even Kelly Kelly, you knew that the Bible was going to be number yeah, one. Yeah, the Bible. That, that yeah. was pretty easy. I mean, the number though, I would have not really had. Because I always heard a long time ago it was Don Quixote. Well, I'm, but I'm I don't not know sure. if that's true because you've In got any a lot language, of yeah. So, but you've got a lot of Muslims. I mean, why wouldn't the Quran be Quran? up there or, or anything? But I always heard Don Quixote was, was number two. Maybe the Da Vinci Code. Number two of know. all time. You gotta maybe. remember of all time. Oh well, maybe we're talking it's another about religious time. text. Yeah. Look at him go. Mm. Look at him go on his phone. So, do we have the number two book? We do. What is oh. it? Oh, quotations from the works of Mazi Tung came oh. in second with eight hundred and twenty million. Yes. And so. then, and then, oh, you're never gonna guess number three. I don't know. Uh, the Cat in the Hat by no. Dr. Seuss. Uh, Harry Potter sold oh. 400 You're kidding. Million, no, 400 that makes million sense. copies. Yes. The first Harry Potter I book? I should have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 can I ask a trivia question? Not to the last ones. No, 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 <laughs> no, my turn. So in England, the first Harry Potter book. The Philosopher's Stone. Come on, challenge me, sir. Please. I was trying to be smart there. Shepard, what is I, I answered it before you asked it. Most popular genre of book? Gay Asian disco. That's number four. Oh, number four. Okay. Kelly, do you most, know what the number most, one no, no, hang on. Genre? Most most popular genre of book, I would have I, well, to okay, say. Well, women read more than men. So I'm going to say romance. Yeah, it is romance. Yeah. I was going to say romance. I think I did but, okay but, on that quiz. But she interrupted me. She yeah. interrupted me. I was going to say romance. I, I well, promise you. You already gave your first answer. Yeah, Joke or true. no, you answered. No, you both, you both did great. Both of you got the question about the oldest library in the world wrong. Uh, neither of you knew how well, many I got all four of those. I got all four no, of those. When, nobody knew how many books in the Library of Congress. Yeah, nobody I didn't knew know that. how many copies of the Bible had been sold, but you did know the I, most popular genre. So, yeah, but I was too I focused. I got all four <laughs> countries for the most that is libraries. True. You did, yeah. I, I was too focused on the, yeah. the little book of secrets in the Library of Congress that Nicholas Cage I should Cage have gotten finds. that Harry Potter 
question though for sure well that wasn't really a question though that i can't believe that's question. number three yeah number that's three. crazy yeah now um i'm gonna let you take this topic because we've gone like i don't know how long now into this podcast and you still haven't used the phrase in the age of covid so that I know is you, true so i know you've got some that, questions that, to ask about COVID. that 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 is my deal yeah. yes yes so. covid has changed libraries <laughs> yes that's that's true uh, is this my softball yeah, yeah, approach? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so Kelly, <laughs> in the age of COVID, yes, how has that changed the public library? It has um, turned us on end. I would say um, we closed our doors to public visitors on in the middle of March. However, we remained open with our drive-through windows, so we never shut down we were mm-hmm. always available and able to serve people how, how does the drive through window work at a library um the drive through window is just like a pickup location so when you place a hold at the library you, you can choose to pick it up at the library or you can choose to pick it up at the pickup window so you got to kind of pre-register for that you then do, right but you, you can't show up to the drive through window and say no. you know what I, I i'm thinking about a book mm. on this can you help me find it and spend 30 minutes in the drive through so what we do when someone does that is we ask them if they would please just pull over and park and phone a librarian and and the librarian can go pull what they need. And, and then so get this it ready is typically window. like a 75 to 80 year old man in a Prius that <laughs> it, uh, it can is be confused. It can yeah. be, or it can be a mom with, you know, three kids. 900 kids in, kids in yeah. their minivan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Now, do you think it's going to change the way libraries operate in the future? Is there anything which come out of this? Yes, actually. So when we. Uh, my library uh, last year offered 880 public programs in one year. So um, we do a lot of programming. And when we were not able to do any of that programming in person, we had to find ways to do it um, either online, through a virtual platform, outside, or uh, in a takeaway format. So um, I can see a lot of our formats changing, maybe like schools have, and we may have more online options. We may also have more hybrid programs. Um, We've been doing our book clubs virtually, and I can see maybe us meeting in a room in person, but also having people come in through Zoom to join if they're not able to come to the building. So, and it also, I think, has really challenged um, librarians to be more creative and, Mm deliver things in new ways. I started a a YouTube channel during COVID for the library and we were able to deliver our story times and our yoga story times online. And then we do a lot of takeaway programming where we put together kits that you pick up and then they have links to the instructional videos um, to help you sort of complete the craft or the project or the learning activity or whatever that might be. So one of the questions that one of our listeners put in was, why doesn't the public library turn into almost like a warehouse, like an Amazon or the old school Netflix where you have a queue and you say, here's the books I want to check out. Send me this book through the mail. When I'm done, I'm going to put it back in my return envelope, ship it back to the library and send me the next book. We do have some services that sort of resemble that. The one I can think of right now is the Texas Talking Books program for people with um, visual impairment. They are mailed the types of books that they like 
on a pre-recorded device that's sort of easy to use if you don't have sight or if you have limited sight. Um, and then they mail them back and then they get new ones. Um, we do things that are kind of similar. We do, we do curated like book bundles or book boxes where you fill out a Google form about your interests and then we recommend you know, so oh, like the Stitch Fix, where yeah. I don't know how to dress myself, exactly. so send me clothes. <clears throat> I yeah. don't know what I want to read, but these are books that I've liked, right. and we can we can package something similar together. Now the, cool. yeah, now, the reason I asked that question in, like, how do I, sorry, how do you think it will change libraries in the future is because in a lot of industries, after they've been shut down or limited uh, opportunities to use them for so long, that people have got used to the new way of doing things. Mm -hmm. Just like, um, you know, more people have said during questionnaires that they're going to be ordering delivery far more in right. the future than they used to actually go out to restaurants. And the same thing with the home meal delivery services. A, a ton more of those have popped up um, and have become very, very popular. Right. And I wondered if some people kind of realized or made that the ones who were on the cusp made that switch from, you know what, I can do without books. I can just purely move to ebooks or, you know. Well, you know. they can still use the library for ebooks. Yeah. And I will say that our digital circulation, the the number of um, digital visits we've had has tripled yeah. since COVID. So we're still going to be good for that. But we've also got some new users right. who were stuck at home and didn't have so access to so many things to entertain them, and they've started using the library as a result of that. These are people without the internet. No, but they're not <laughs> using us for the internet. But you also you can check out the internet from the library. I forgot to mention that. We have hotspot devices that you can just check out the internet and connect yeah. five different devices. I, I meant that question kind of tongue-in-cheek because if I was looking for a book online and I didn't really have an exact idea of what I wanted... I probably wouldn't look for very long, but if I go in like Barnes and Noble mm -hmm. or somewhere, I mean, I can spend like an hour or longer, you know, looking around because I see books I wouldn't normally see that wouldn't right. come in front of my face. And, you know, I can spend a long time in there. And so when I said, you know, people without internet, it's because, you know, even though we have the internet, it's never like I make a search for books unless it's a specific book. Yeah, I go right. into Barnes right. and Noble. There's and, no browsing and, and for wish, books. And I wish I had like $2,000 to right. spend on books. You know? Some of our platforms are kind of set up for browsing. Yeah. Um, they're pretty attractive and you see the photo of the cover yeah. and there's a little blurb about it. So there's like, I think some attention being paid to making the virtual platform more browsable. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's happening, but mm. but yeah, I, and that's part of the reason we stopped doing Dewey because this bookstore organization and um, the physical layout of our shelves resembles a bookstore, which encourages browsing yeah. and lots of like front face books for display. Wow. So yeah, yeah. The, I think that we're will be like businesses in the sense that we're modifying our service model to kind of meet people where they are mm -hmm. and. Um, I, I think that I don't think we're going to lose users. Yeah. Now, does the whole library smell of disinfectant at the moment? Do you have to like do it like three, four times a day? Just go around. She's going to kill me. We have someone who works at our at our uh, office, our one of our office administrators. We call her Lysol Liz because <laughs> she just has the Lysol and she just yeah, it does smell like Lysol a lot. Hmm. And do you have to wear a mask like all the time? Yeah, we, we do have to wear a mask um, in the public sector of the building. And right. that's by executive order of the governor. Right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh. Now, um, you did a tread on this a little bit in terms of why libraries don't use that model of mailing out books like you know Netflix and Blockbuster used to do with DVDs mm -hmm. and games. Right. And given you know that libraries move to this fine free environment, is there any reason that you can think of why that wouldn't maybe be a good idea? I mean. Well, um, sure, there's probably disadvantages to any service model that you adopt, but it could potentially um, increase the wait time for popular books. Right. Um, but we've kind of found that it really hasn't. Um, I think that borrowers are more courteous than people may assume that mm -hmm. they would be. Right. Um, we have, you know, really expensive items that we check out. We check out American Girl dolls. You know, those are like $150 dolls. Wow. And and the, the people treat them with a great deal of respect. I mean, it's not to say that we don't occasionally have, you know, damage and loss or just wear from use, but most people are really respectful and most people offer to pay for things that they damage or lose and then we, and then we replace it. Um, but if you if you still look at it as you know cost per use, it's a really good return on investment on your tax dollar. Mm. I think if my son borrowed one of those dolls, it would come back looking like Chucky or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, they're not going to love me anything. You know, I, I, I think I've already broke like three things during this podcast, and, and they're things we own. Uh, so, Kelly, if if you were going to tell somebody that. Let's say didn't have kids. You know, we have stuff for you too. You know, it, you don't have kids, but you know you're paying your taxes in the city for this public library, and then you have these elections that come up for the library bonds or whatever. And most people think, oh, it's just this place full of books or whatever. If if you could have your platform, which you have right now, and explain to somebody why the public library in a municipality is important, what would you say? I would say that libraries have the power to um, increase the quality of life in a community. We um, provide language and literacy training. We have job skills classes. We support the independent school district, which even if you don't have kids, um, your property values can be affected by how good the school district in your area is. Um, and the library is really, uh, our brand at the Keller Library, our tagline is that we have something for everyone. And we really do. And if we don't have something for you, then we are truly interested in acquiring it. We want to know what it is that you would like to see in your library, and we want to get that for you. Right. So so you're open to input. All the time. We love input do, from our do, community. Do you find that there's... Unless it's to put beer in stuff. <laughs> Sorry, See, I, I I was so not, close. I was so close there, but not any but 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 do of course you, we can't meet every need. Right, but but do you find that there's a lack of input? I think that marketing is our biggest challenge um, because so many people just really don't know all of the amazing things that we have to offer, and um, you know, in some sense, our competitors are Google and Amazon right. and Netflix. 
and all of these other high-tech companies. Um, but, you know, what I think is important to remember is that those companies, they're invested in making a profit. Sure. Um, and, and maybe using your information in the way that a public library isn't. So they have, you know, invested millions of marketing dollars into, into so many different media outlets. And it's hard to compete with those, especially in a community that's really connected to the Internet, like, like our community is. I think we have... 97% connectivity in Keller. That's good. Yeah, that is good. And um, having a, a good library just makes it even better. Makes makes your community even better. Now, I just actually thought of this question. Um, in this kind of Major thing. time of a cancel culture. Yes. Do you have have you had any books which you've instructed that either you have to remove or That's that you have or question. that you have to put a sticker on there to say warning this was written when people were really racist and right. quite mean and stuff. And that like, is an like excellent question. Like the cat question. and the hat. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. cat and the hat. So um, the American Library Association, which is the professional organization that most librarians belong to and sort of mm-hmm. kind of sets the standard for our profession. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of uh, information in our code of ethics about um what censorship means and labeling something or discarding something because of an author's religion, political right. beliefs, or anything, you know, uh, race, a sexual orientation uh, is considered an ethical violation of that. Or, code. or the fact they were born in England. Mm. <laughs> yes. And so while we have collection development policies and deselection policies that guide our decisions, um, we try our very best not to let our personal uh, beliefs or opinions about subject matter or people involved with a work affect those decisions. Yeah, Yeah, we're supposed to make the decisions based solely on our selection criteria, which include things like is it valuable to our culture? Is it right. recent? Is it current? Is it accurate? Things yeah. like that. Now, are you concerned that will get worse as time goes on, that more and more stuff will be either taken out of circulation or you'll have to keep putting these stickers that, you know, the, the science in this book is unproven, you know, please take it face value. This is just the research. Well, with things like science, so we have specific criteria in our policy that mm. says, science books that are older than five years, we should not keep Hmm. uh, as our institution. Now, if we were like a university library, it might be useful for people to be able to to research the historical development of certain scientific concepts. But like as a public library where people are going to get general science information, we make a point that our information is current information. But I mean, obviously that doesn't pertain to something like social sciences, something like philosophy or... Something like yeah, that. and we don't label yeah. anything. But what about something like geology or archaeology like that? I mean, obviously those things don't necessarily go out of date because a lot of those... Right. Yeah, we have different or... criteria for different subjects. Right. Uh, okay. Okay. Now, um, I did read, I think a couple of weeks ago, that they were looking to come up with an algorithm mm. that would search all of the online books for things which... I guess need to be cancelled or struck out of books and actually for a lot of the electronic versions of those books they were actually going to remove that content who's they uh whoever is doing this research into well i mean like you know Uh you have on like social media or the fact checkers supposedly Uh independent but never independent that there is 
um, just this, I guess, assumption that if people are ill-informed from an early age, they tend to carry that on and look for the confirmation bias through mm -hmm. their life or develop cognitive dissonance if somebody corrects them on that thing that they've known. And so it's a lot harder to re-educate somebody to the truth because they stick with that kind of idea. Yeah. So they're looking to get, especially with children using more e-books and stuff, that they actually, you know, rather than completely getting rid of the actual book, rewrite parts of that book or put in those notes that well, this I, was a different time. I could, I could say that um, to my, as far as my experience goes, I cannot see any information professional advocating that yeah. practice at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, our commitment, first and foremost, is um, access to information. Yeah. And we try not to limit anyone's yeah. access yeah. in any way. Yeah. Because uh, the freedom to read statement that was written by the American Library Association and the Library Bill of Rights states that everyone has the right to access the information they want to access. Right. And I think that most librarians work really hard right. to make sure that people get the information they would like to have. But you'd figure that would also spread to, I guess, the definition of media, whether it be movie or, you know, songs. And I mean, you know, you take Baby It's Cold Outside being banned from radio play, but then immediately followed by Cardi B's, you know, WAP. Right. And it's like, you know, which one's more harmful? I mean, nobody's going to listen to Baby It's Cold Outside and go out on a raping spree. But somebody somewhere decided almost unilaterally, I'm sure, because I doubt they had too many people writing in saying, oh, this song, which is however many decades old, you know. Is, well, maybe you know, they hated Will Ferrell. Well, I might be. Yeah. I'm sure that's from the movie Elf. I mean, they did. Yeah, they did sing that. So, so I have a question. Yes. Uh, not the current librarian of Congress, but who was the librarian of Congress book? Or the current one? I don't know. <laughs> Do you know? No. Oh. Was it a woman, I, though? I went, no, it wasn't a woman. No. James Billington. Oh. Oh. Are you related to this Oh, person? here come the Billingtons again. Yeah. You know, we, we killed the first person in America, and then we ran the biggest library. <laughs> and Well, no, he was the first murderer. He didn't kill the first person in America. Well, yeah. Fair enough, <laughs> but he, he was the first guy that got caught, yeah. and and you yeah. know that that sounds yeah. pretty much like yeah. my family. True yeah. crime three sixty four point fifteen twenty three. <laughs> oh, look, look at her go! Yeah. Look at her go! Yeah. But no, that's my favorite. No, subject. my my father was in uh, D.C. and met James Billington, Library of Congress, years ago when uh, he was up there on a FAA trip. My father worked for the government. And got to sit down with James Billington, Library of Congress. And, of course, you know, James Billington's like, I don't get to see that many Billingtons that <laughs> much. And told me a story about James Billington sitting down with the Queen of England. And the Queen of England had dinner with James Billington and some Billingtons from over in England. And the Queen said, I never thought I would have two Billingtons at the same <laughs> table I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> and it pretty much explains my family. So, 
you know that that's my library story but i think james died i don't know a couple of years ago or whatever but he was a librarian of congress for years oh. when Old i was james in high Billington. school that was my career goal i wanted to be the first female librarian of congress so so how i didn't make it yeah but but how how big of a deal is that i mean well, i don't even know deal. why is it such a big deal to be the librarian of congress it's like the top librarian in the country. Ah, so it's it, it's a little bit better than the woman in Ghostbusters that gets scared. I don't. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a lot better. Than <laughs> okay, that. remember I mean, 170 million books. Yeah, that's, that's a, a lot of books that's a lot of books to be to in take charge of. of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I have one final question. Actually. Okay. Um, do you think that? Many small libraries with local government cuts will close over the next oh, five, I, ten years. I really or do you hope think not. that, or do you think they'll always be funded and seen as a priority to educate the community? Or are they going to be like, you know what, we don't need, need to be spending money on this. You know, people can go online, they can download a book. We don't need to have a physical building. And maybe some libraries might literally switch to purely online. Funding is always a concern yeah. um, for public libraries, and unfortunately. Um, libraries and recreation departments are often the first to right. um, see the cuts when the cuts happen um, but sad. it is and um, honestly it, I think in, in Keller I think that um, if you do the math about the library budget and and the number of households it comes out to about forty dollars per year per house and um, I think that we really give people a great return on that investment Sure. Um, that's, two, that's two books. No, yeah. no, that's extremely yeah. cheap. Yeah. I mean, we may waste more money at forty dollars a household a year that yeah. is mm -hmm. much better than Libra what the library can offer. Are not very expensive to run. Um, they're you know they often have the smaller budgets um, in city government departments. Um, and I think that they are a great value um, for very little investment. So yeah, but I, I sure hope that's not the case. It is part of the problem, though, that the library is not a revenue gathering stream. So well, it's it's that, easy to put at the bottom of the spreadsheet and say, you know what? They're not bringing in a bunch of money. We'll so they're, really, yeah, they're, we don't they're, bring in any money. Really. Exactly. So, so they're always at the bottom of the spreadsheet of saying, you know, here's our expenses. Here's our income. Libraries down here, zero income, lots of expenses, but and we got to cut something. Fortunately, they they aren't very expensive to run. So, a lot of times people will recognize that and say it's you know if you compare it to, for instance, how much it costs to run a fire department or a police department. I mean, with the vehicles and the um, salaries involved with that. I mean, that's just it. A hundred times more expensive to run that. Sure. So I, I think a lot of a lot of um, city councils and a lot of um, government officials realize that f for a very little investment, they can get a really big return. So I haven't seen many libraries close. I have mm -hmm. seen some limited services and some like furlough of employees. Yeah. But I I do hope that um, that doesn't become sure. common practice. No, it, we don't either. I mean, we walked into this saying, why do we need public libraries? We we have iPhones. Uh, we have access to all this information. And now I learned all this stuff I can get from a library that 
I didn't know about. But if, and if also you, what's important to add to that is you sure. also have an information professional who can help you find information that meets like really specific criteria. Right. Because the library does purchase a lot of stuff that you can't get on the internet. So like scholarly publications, you know, access to online periodicals that aren't free on the internet. Well, it's the same argument with WebMD. There's a reason you go to the doctor because you don't just put your symptoms into WebMD and say, "Uh, I'm coughing and my toe hurts. Oh, I have pancreatic cancer. I'm going to die tomorrow. Because that's what most people do. I always use women. <laughs> well, I know. And, and that's why you're dying of pancreatic cancer. So, it, Kelly, if you were the librarian of Congress and <laughs> Congress brings you up right now and says, you know what, Kelly, we need you to tell us what we have to do to get libraries more in the public eye, everybody understanding all these new things that libraries do, and you have one minute, what would you say? The first thing that I think I would probably do is I would start uh, issuing library cards at birth. Just give them a library card as soon as they're born and get them into the library ASAP um, because that's kind of where we, we develop and like get lifelong users is the kids that sort of grow up at the library because it becomes part of the habit and then they, they see as they mature and they get a little older like all of the different things the library can have to offer them. So that would that would be the first order of business, library card at birth. I'm pretty sure they could do that with that chip, which is going to be in the COVID-19 vaccine. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Yeah. I, I, I remember going to the old Keller Public Library. On Taylor Street? Yep, on yeah. Taylor Street. And I'm pretty sure knowing my mom... She has my original library card that oh, has this little, with the, the with the little metal, metal plate and yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had that. Uh, it was important. And I remember that that was an important trip. It was uh, about every three weeks. Yeah. You know, you, you walk around day long, there. That's what it, it is. Yeah. It, and walk around. And, and you, did you know that that building is a is a bookstore now for the Friends of the Keller Library? So I did not our, know all that. of our old books that we don't have room for anymore that we've gotten rid of or donations that we can't use in our collection, they go there and they sell them for, you know, a, a pretty good deal. And then all of that money comes back to the library to fund special projects. Okay. So that's something to just kind of enter, enter my mind. So let's say you've got somebody that's an avid reader, right? Mm-hmm. And they've got all these books in their house and they've watched too many of those shows where... You know, they say, "Hey, you got to clean out your house," and now they got all these they, books. They're going to Marie Kondo everything. Yeah, yeah, there it is, Marie Kondo. Yeah, I couldn't think of her name. Thank you for that. See, this is why you need a librarian because you can't remember all this We're stuff, handy. right? Exactly. So, it, I I remember taking a big box of books to half price books, and they're like, it, "It's worse than GameStop." It's like, mm. "Oh, there's." 200 bucks here. We'll give you 17 bucks. I'm like, you know what? No, I'd rather donate those. So. As a librarian, if you got a bunch of books laying around that you you've already read, you're not going to read again. Maybe you know it's a bunch of children's books, and your kids are older. What do you do with books that you got laying around the house? Well, unfortunately, we are at a stage, and a lot of libraries are, where they we don't have a lot of shelf space okay. available. So. Um, 
A lot of times we can't use books that people donate. Of course, if the books that they're donating are in really good condition and they're fairly current, we could use those. Um, but if they're older or if they're worn or kind of slightly damaged, um, they may look for organizations like friend, like local Friends of the Library organizations. Um, there are also recycling organizations, um, and we, you know, half price books is an option too. But if you have something that's that's newer and in good shape, you could check with your library about that. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, you have anything else uh, over there speaking the Queen's English and, you know. No, I didn't know. Are you going to come to the library now? Well, actually, now you've got so much stuff in there. I think I might actually take a visit and look around just out of curiosity. I I haven't been to the Keller Library in so long. Well, I personally invite you to visit the Keller Library. I would would love to to come. So so, uh, as we wrap up, Tell us about the hours of the Keller Library, how to find you on social media, how to find the Keller Library on social media, all that good stuff. So the Keller Library is open seven days per week. We're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, and on the weekends we're open from 12 to 5. We have a drive through window. If you call ahead and you want your books held for you at the drive-in window, you don't even have to get out of your car. You can just drive up. But all of this great resource information is available on the Keller Library's website, which is www.cityofkeller.com library. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and Insta and all those things. If you just, and YouTube, if you just type in Keller Public Library, you'll be able to find us. We're not the one in Dexter, Missouri. There's one in Dexter, Missouri. That's not us. Wow. Or the one in Keller, Texas. Yeah. So occasionally we do get phone calls about some programs that are happening in Missouri that we can't help people with. But. So you're not on TikTok then? We are not on TikTok. <laughs> Good for but... you. I, th- I thought you'd be dancing in the dinosaur uniform on TikTok. I <laughs> yes. thought that's why you might have it, like a YouTube channel for the kids. I haven't Sorry, figured out TikTok, TikTok channel yet. For the kids. Me neither. I can't get with it. I can't either. Just like Instagram Reels. I can't get with that. Yeah. It, well, it, let's... Let's be honest. I, I've seen your secret channel where you're doing the dances on well, Instagram Reels, but I'm not supposed to say that. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> so uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of The Wolf and the Shepherd, and we'll see you next time.